Welcome to this Sunday morning's message podcast from Kingdom Faith. Well, welcome. My name's Jonathan. It's my honour to be the congregational leader here in Worthing, where, uh, as part of Kingdom Faith Church, we're just so excited about what God is actually doing. I don't know what your experience of God is. Maybe you, your, the experience of God is that he talks to you a lot, and he does that. He's great. It's awesome. Uh, we just have to be sheep. Uh, the Bible says that he's a good shepherd and the sheep will hear his voice. And I'm thrilled that all I have to do is go bar and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I don't have to come up with the idea. I just need to follow the shepherd and he's a good shepherd. And he wants you to know he's a good shepherd. He wants to shepherd your soul. He wants to shepherd your now and he wants to shepherd your future. He wants to shepherd your destiny. All we need to do is hear his voice and do what he says. Uh, we're just thrilled. We're excited. Uh, we're excited over these last few weeks. So many people are responding to the life-changing message that Jesus came to exchange, to offer exchange of your life for his. He did that at the cross. He's done that already 2,000 years ago. Uh, Jesus won an incredible victory. Uh, many people thought it was an incredible defeat, but may they were, they were in for a shock. Hallelujah. Uh, they thought that that was it. That was the end of life as they knew it. This is life, Jim, but not as we know it. They thought that was the end. And three days later, they had a wake-up call. They went to the grave and the grave was empty. And Jesus said, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? That's a good question. I don't know where your journey with Jesus is, but he, he, he wants you to be among the living and not the dead. And there's all kinds of things that make us live dead. We, we come dead to our emotions and dead to our destiny. We come dead in relationships. We just become dead because of sickness. Well, Jesus doesn't want you living there. He wants you to live where he is. Uh, John 10.10 10 says this. There's two options. There's an alternative out in the world, and the world doesn't know, but the world's under it, and that is that there's someone that wants to steal, kill, and destroy life. Uh, Jesus doesn't do any of that. He actually kills the killer, destroys the destroyer, and... Breaks the power of death, the Bible says. So aren't you thankful that Jesus came? If you know Jesus this morning, uh, then be thrilled. If you don't know Jesus this morning, be thrilled. Because he still came for you, whether you know him or not. Um, But I'm just excited that we can enjoy what God is doing in kingdom faith. Uh, We're seeing a breakthrough. What I mean by that is that as a people, six, seven hundred adults, we're learning to let God be God. And if you know, that's a good thing to do. I've tried it my way, now it's Yahweh. Hallelujah. That was good. That was good, wasn't it? Thank you. That wasn't that good. Um, So I've tried it his way, now it's Yahweh. Because I I believe that when when Jesus says, if you trust in me, you will do all kinds of extraordinary things, I'm up for some extraordinary things. Are you? Is anybody here? Yeah. How many of you know that we need to see extraordinary things? Yeah, but also we work extraordinary things. According to Dan 11.32, those who know their God will be strong. Captain America, hallelujah. (laughs) I'm not Captain America. My three-year-old grandson called Cadell, he assures me that he is actually Captain America. (laughs) I have no idea what they do between him, who's this kind of big, and the bloke I see on the telly, I have no idea. But I trust him. He says, no, I'm Captain America. Last week he was Batman. Next week he'd probably be Spider-Man. I I don't know. All I know is is that he knows that he can become a superhero when he knows Jesus. You might think, well, that's a bit odd, but that's how I train up my grandchildren. Don't find a phone box and change it in your underpants so they come outside your trousers 
find a point in time when you recognise Jesus wants to give you a new start. Uh, Train a child in the way that they should go. Hallelujah. But as church, one of the highlights from our senior pastor is uh, part of putting pressure on our region, the uh, the 5,000 households that are in our region. Uh, And many of those don't know Jesus. Uh, We have a a region, kind of geographically, of a 25-mile radius around Horsham, that there's just about 2 million souls that live in that area. And I don't know about you, but I'm passionate to see those people have an opportunity to give their lives to Jesus and know him like I know him. But I'm not prepared to just lock myself in a room and do my Jesus life without impacting another life. So we we have a strategy to win 5,000 households one person at a time. And I believe you're part of that. I believe God needs you as part of that. Not that God needs anything, but he chooses to need you and he chooses to need me. So we, we've been kind of working with the guys down there, as Clive said. There's about 25 people down there have been praying for that town. There's about 34,000 people living in it. The biggest church has 400 in it. Um, so there's plenty of room for growth. There's too many people that don't know Jesus there. So we're about to put some pressure on it. Um, we've already started to pray down there and just draw up some strategy with the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. And we're about to launch at the end of next week, up 10 days of mission, seeing people saved, seeing people receive the power of God, seeing people get a freedom in their life. It's all exciting. If you want to be part of that, there is a load of things that you can get involved with. Just sign up and we'll, we'll employ you. It's all gone quiet in the room. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? We love Sundays. We love Sundays. I love the worship. I love the presence of God. I love somebody hopefully giving me a message of exhortation. But that's only to get me ready for tomorrow. Come on. Uh, our, our walk with Jesus was never just about two hours on a Sunday morning. It was about the other 158 hours during the week. Hallelujah. Is that okay to say that? If, if you're offended, then forgive me. It will do you the world of good. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm excited that I say up in Horsham and, and Crawley, we're combining our two uh, congregation services today. There are 10 people that are going to be going through baptism up there. There's two down here. And it's great. It's exciting. But for me personally, to be honest with you, it's not enough. It's, not, it's just not enough. My, my expectation is to do a baptism every month. Why not? Uh, I think we've, we've kind of stepped a little bit back away from the early kind of church fathers and pioneers where it says in the end of Acts uh, 2.42, around that area, that every day someone was giving their life to Jesus. Right? That's a litmus test for us. How exciting would it be if you here right now, even if you don't really understand that much about God, but you're just willing... How many of you, maybe tomorrow, you just say to someone, actually yesterday I had a great time in church and I experienced God, why don't you come and experience God? If everyone in this room did that, guess what? This place would double in a week. That's how you get church growth. You get church growth by the growing people planting something into the lives of others. That's how it works. So you're going to bring next week is a challenge. But today we want to focus on this extremely exciting time. Woohoo! But I just want to share a few thoughts on it before we bury some people. Uh, we're going to bury them in water. There's going to be a little bit more water than was in the cup. Because that's, to be honest, a bit disappointed, Andy. They just didn't get wet enough for me. I'm, I'm sorry. We should have put more marshmallows in. It was only James Adam, wasn't it? Anyway, no, next time. But I have just, I've just reminded why we don't have you in service that often now. Uh, 
sorry. That's right. Lenny. <laughs> I think it's great, don't you? Yes. I was a bit disappointed that what Hans Douglas, you could have come out and done that cup thing. We'd have had a glass of Chablis for you, that would have been all right. You wouldn't have spilt any. For the last few weeks, we... Sorry, I only meant to think that. We, um... The last few weeks, we've been on a journey together. Sorry if you're here for the first time, it's fine. You don't have to come back next week, it's okay. Um, for the last few weeks, we have been just coming through a journey because this year is about victory and breakthrough. And we've kind of covered personal victory. How do we live in that with Jesus? We've been covering how do we see victory in our relationships together? And we need God's help for that. But then uh, we've... Andrea brought a great message around how do we get victory in other people's lives. A tremendous message. And then another one, it's like, my oh, goodness me, God's raising up some great speakers here about how do we see a victory in our nation. Powerful message. If you haven't heard those, you can get them on the website. Then last week, and again, another really practical one, how do we lead someone to Christ? Not, not in our experiential way, but actually in a scriptural way, so that it works. I, I don't believe... Today, we're baptising two people that have just made a decision. Because actually the Bible doesn't look for people to make decisions. He looks for people to become disciples. It's, it's very easy to convince someone or annoy someone or wind up someone enough so that they make a decision just to get rid of you. I, I've seen it hundreds of times in my own life. I've also seen thousands of people make a decision for Jesus and then follow Jesus. And I know which one I prefer. So today we're celebrating two young people who have made a decision, not just, I want to be baptised, but actually I want to follow Jesus. Do you understand that? So, so as a church, we're called to make disciples, not decision makers. Hallelujah. Is that okay? Some of you, that might be a bit edgy. Well, I think Jesus came to make it edgy. So we want to become followers of Jesus. So when I was just kind of preparing for the message, it's quite a, quite a simple message really, which is repent, give your life to Jesus, believe that his life is better than yours, and be baptised and then receive the power of God. So next week, it's a bit of a taster, come back next week, because next week, Pastor Gary's going to be here, and he's carrying a message about how do we get baptised in the power of God. You don't want to miss that one. Uh, he's, he's already preached it a couple of times and there's just been a bomb gone off in the congregations, which is good. But today we're going to celebrate a couple of people particularly that at some point, what, with Andrew it was recently, with Michael it was not that recent, she's only about 10. Um, <laughs> it was a little while ago. Is right, now, yeah, I want to follow Jesus because I want to be a follower of Jesus. And the best way to be a follower of Jesus is to follow what Jesus did. So we're just going to look at a couple of bits uh, out of the Bible. On, okay, what, why did Jesus do what he did? I believe with what we're looking at today, he did what he did so that we can do the same. Jesus came onto the earth so that you and I can have exactly the same relationship with God that he had with God. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's exciting. How many of you want to know a little bit more about this then? If we could, I mean, right. So... We're going to start in, in Romans, which is a book in the New Testament. It says, Romans 6, verse 3. It says, Don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, 
we too may live a new life. I've mentioned already that Jesus came to exchange our dead life for his new one. And water baptism is a funeral service. When these two guys and the others in Horsham and Crawley and others, maybe you, if you've been baptised fully in, in, in water, the whole point is, is that you're going under the water. Now, you'll be pleased to know that we're not going to keep them under there too long. Just long enough for the bubbles to stop, but not too long. But the whole point is, is that they want to follow Jesus into the grave because they're acknowledging that their life, when they made a decision to follow Jesus, their life also went to the grave with Jesus. All of the failure and weakness and hurt and shame and guilt and all of that rubbish that people carry and we carry it. If we don't know God, we just carry it. And Jesus said, no, take it to the grave. I'm just going to stay there. So when we baptise these guys in a little while, we're going to do it just outside. We're following the, the model of Jesus, but the reason for it is because we want to recognise now my old life has gone and new ones come. This is a funeral service. Matthew 3 is the literal bit in the Bible where Jesus himself was baptised. I just want to comment for a few moments on how you and I can experience what Jesus experienced, because that's what he wants. Jesus wants you and me to have exactly the same kind of relationship with God that he had with God. I think that's cool. Whether you're a young person, whether you're a child, whether you're an adult, he wants you and I to have exactly the same experience as he had with God. There's a yet, I'm going to come on from the front. In in Matthew 3, verse 13, it says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised. John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and why do you come to me? Now, we might have all kinds of views on that, but my view on that is is that Jesus wanted to do the right thing. So being baptised as a follower of Jesus is actually the right thing to do. We give our lives to Jesus, we say, yeah, I want to follow Jesus, I'll give you my life. And the next thing to do is to get baptised in water. It's the right thing to do. In one sense, because Jesus was fully man and fully God, he didn't need to be baptised. Actually, he did it for us. He did it for us. To show us, this is actually, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, then we need to follow what Jesus does. Jesus replied, let it be done so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness. What does that mean? It means now, today, this is the right thing to do. This is the right thing to do. And I quite like that. Then it goes on and says this. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. That's cool, isn't it? I'm just really pleased that Jesus could only hold his breath the same length as I could. I think that's pretty cool. Jesus went into the water of baptism, the same as these guys are going to go, and thousands have since. But then certain things happened. And God wants you and I to live in the same thing. It says, at that moment. Just at that moment? That means now. There is a now moment that God wants you and I to experience now. Not one day, not yesterday, but today. At that moment, heaven was open. What does that mean? It means Jesus made a way so that I could make a way. I can't get to God without Jesus. I need Jesus to get there and so do you. So it says that heaven was open. You and I can experience God. Woohoo! I think that's pretty cool. God wants you to know him. 
He wants you to hear him. He wants you to experience him. He wants you to follow him. And he made it really, really easy because Jesus did it for us. It says, at that very moment, heaven was opened. And just in case you're worried, heaven is still open. Jesus was the pioneer. He went first into the water of baptism in this way. came up and at that moment, heaven was opened. Heaven is open today. God wants you to experience his supernatural life. There's nothing scary about God. There's nothing scary about his life. But he wants you to experience it now. He wants you to live beyond what you're able to do and what I'm able to do. He wants us to live totally dependent on this relationship with God. So heaven was open. Thanks, Norma. Norma's here. Hallelujah. Heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. We could go into the theology of that, but what does that mean? All it means is, is that God wants you to experience him relationally, but he also wants you to receive his power to live that relationship. I'm so happy that Jesus doesn't just give an opportunity for you to live with him, he also empowers us to live with him. I think that's cool. It means that there's not a whole list of rules somewhere that if I get it wrong, I'm wrong. And if you know that you can go in a Burger King, but you don't end up as a burger, thank God. Is that sometimes when we've given our life to Jesus and we do stuff wrong, there is a door open that says, just come and say sorry. And I'll immediately forgive you and I'll immediately empower you afresh. That's a heaven open lifestyle. Oh, I'm really having difficulty. The Bible says, well, look up. Look up. What do you see? Not the ceilings of brass, but a loving God saying, come up here, then let's sort this out. So God wants you and me to experience a relationship that's an open heaven one, but also the power to live in it. Verse 17, it gets even better. And a voice from heaven said, this is not something like the Mysterons. This is not uh, some spooky twilight zone thing. God wants you and me to hear his voice. He wants you to, f- to hear the assurance and the love and the faith that God brings when he speaks. How many of you know that just one word from God can change everything? Yeah. Do you know why? Because one word from God can change everything. It's true. Sorry if it's too simple, but sometimes we make things complicated to give an, an excuse not to do it. Sorry, but it's true. So when Jesus says, listen... He doesn't expect us to do that. He expects us to do that. So there there is a reality that God brings in baptism. That reality is heaven is open, the Holy Spirit comes, and God will hear a voice. These guys that we're baptising today, they're going to hear God more clearly after the day than they've ever heard him. I want to be like that. Don't you? I want to be like that. Would, Would you sooner live within the world that maybe you've got, where you've got, 30, 40,000 words a day, and none of them are really very positive. Maybe some of them are. But the word of God is always positive. We all live in a world that's got loads of words in it. But God wants you and I to hear his word. What is God saying? Because his words are full of spirit and life. And these guys particularly, they're just going to hear the voice of God so much clearer after we baptise them in a moment. But what does this voice say? There's three things I believe which are key. This is my son. Jesus wants you and me to know that we're owned by God. 
we belong to God. And he loves it when we belong to God. He loves it when we know we've got a relationship with God. He, he loves it. This is mine. There's, there's a psalm, Psalm 23. Maybe you learned it when you were at school. Maybe you've, you've learned it since then. And I love it because it says, The Lord is my shepherd. He's not just a shepherd. He's not just a God. He's not just a Jesus. No, he's my Jesus. And Jesus wants you, whatever age you are, to know him like that. He's not just a God out there somewhere. But no, he wants to become my God. And he wants me to become his person. This is powerful. Again, remember, we're looking at the example of Jesus because these guys that we baptised, they're just going to sense such a new sense of strength, confidence, in knowing that actually my life now belongs to Jesus. It's cool, isn't it? Then he goes on and says this, Whom I love. I don't know about you, but sometimes we go through life and we just don't know whether the world loves us or hates us. Maybe that's just me. Can I suggest that the world that God wants is everybody knows that they're loved. I don't need to wake up every morning and demand that Jesus tells me he loves me. He's already shown me he loves me. Because when I was an idiot, foolish, weak, an abuser, a user, Jesus still died for me. When I was just off my head on this, that and the other and had no idea of two and two equaling anything other than something, Jesus still went to the cross for me. I don't need Jesus to constantly sit on my shoulder saying, I love you, I love you. No, the cross tells me constantly that he loves me. He tells me every day, I love you because I love you. I love you because I love you. And it may be, I don't know, it may be there's some people in the room here, you just, what you need is just that sense of loving and belonging and relating and being part of something. Well, Jesus wants that for you too. He wants that for you too. And then the last thing, and I, I sometimes have a bit of a joke with this, what I've been told off for having too many jokes. With him I'm well pleased. That doesn't mean God comes from Essex. Sorry. Nothing. Nothing wrong with Essex. I've obviously touched the button there. Anyway, never mind. In your car, do you have a sun... No, no, never mind. Um, fluffy dice. What this, what this means for Jesus and what it means for us, if you want to believe in Jesus, is that God looked down and said, I approve. That's actually what that means. Is God looked down from heaven and said, I approve. And I don't know whether there's anybody here this morning, there may be, there may not be, that you're just looking for someone to affirm you. Give your life to Jesus and he will affirm you. You might be looking for a bit of security. Give your life to Jesus and he will be that security. The Bible says he's a strong tower, he's a refuge, he's my help in time of need. And it's true, I've been there. I've, I've experienced him as my refuge. I've experienced him as my strong tower. There is some strength that I have. Thank you. There is some strength that I have, but it's nothing compared with the strength that is in Jesus. Are you getting this? So I'm going to get these guys to come out in a minute because it's really important they tell you 
so that you hear why they're getting baptised. But I'll, I'll give you a principle behind it. When, when we give our lives to Jesus, our life belongs to God. And this is their opportunity to affirm that. Now, if my life belongs to God, it does not belong to the devil anymore. It does not belong to death anymore. It does not belong to my past anymore. It does not belong to the world anymore. God is very jealous about you. When your life belongs to God, he wants it to stay belonging to God. So when we do this, part of what Jesus was saying, and we want to follow Jesus, is actually my life belongs to God. It doesn't belong to the world, the devil, sickness, pain, disease. It doesn't belong to any of those things anymore. My life now belongs to God. The next thing it's saying is I want to live and follow Jesus. And I want to go on living and following Jesus. That is an amazing camera, Andrew. Is it solar powered? Oh, it's amazing. And they want to follow Jesus to such a degree that they're prepared to be buried with Jesus, which is what baptism is. Then when we baptise them, which will be in a few moments just outside, then the Connect team, they'll help you get there. If you're not comfortable with going upstairs, they'll take you to the lift and show you where it is. But when these two guys get baptised in water, when they come up out of the water, just like Jesus, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill them. Because that's what he wants to do. That's his example. And we take our example, not through a, a book for Sunday, but through the, the example of Jesus. Now, if you know God and if you believe in Jesus, then I want you to pray for them as well. Because, because what, in my experience, happens is not only do they get something new in God, we all do. God wants you to experience him. God wants you to know God. God wants you to hear his voice. God wants you to experience an open heaven. God wants you to know that he loves you. God wants you to know that he, you can belong to him. And God wants you to know that he will approve of you. This isn't just for these two guys. So, Andrew and Mike, do you want to just come out? Just come and join us. Welcome these guys, shall we? Come on. Yay! Hey, mate. This is amazing, isn't it? You're going to stand there. You okay there? Cool. Great. So, you're going to go first. So, we're going to baptise you first, probably. Ladies first, yeah. So what, why do you want to get baptised? Can I just give you that? Make sure you hold yes. it up nice and high so everybody okay. can hear you. <laughs> so why do you want to get baptised today? Today, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, of course it's, it's one thing to, to be raised in a Christian household, but, you know, it's another thing to really make that decision and to really um, grasp that faith with both hands and really, yeah, step into that and say, okay, I completely identify with what the Bible says I am and what it says I does. So, um, yeah, and it says, I am made one with Christ. So, um, right. yeah, I'm, I'm crucified with Christ, and so I'm made one with him in his death. Um, and now being baptized, I'm, you know, buried with Christ. Um, yeah, so that afterwards I can, or, yeah, now I can share with him, you know, in his risen life, and his resurrection. I'm going to sit down while she just kept continues <laughs> to bring... <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, yeah, and as you said, um, to make that declaration that I don't belong to my past, that I don't belong to sin or to death, um, and I don't belong to myself, 
Um, but I belong to Christ and I belong to the body of Christ. So to you. That's, that's really important what Mika has said because another aspect which I've totally forgot but is really important for us is that when we get baptized in this way, yes, we belong to God, yes, we belong to Jesus, but also we belong to the body of Christ. It's really clear that that's what the Bible says. And, and this is so powerful because God always intended you to be part of something bigger than you. And it's called the body of Christ, the church. So when we baptize these guys now, that's why I said to you, please pray for them, encourage them, because they become part of our journey forward together. Because that's what the Bible says. We are united in baptism. So that's cool, isn't it? You can wait in there a minute. Yeah? Sure. She's a very obedient. She's a first year student in the Bible school. And her mum and dad are here. So let's welcome mum and dad. They've come from Germany, from Germany, just for this. Yeah, it's good. You all right holding this, Andrew? Would you want me to hold it? Mm. Whatever. So, yeah. Andrew, you're on, mate. Yeah, okay. I only have three sentences. That's fine. Go for it. Um, I should be baptized as a symbol of God's grace. Um, I should be baptized because it shows my loyalty to Christ. I should be baptized because Jesus commanded it. Cool. Is that it? Yeah. Nice one. Good reasons for me. So Andrew only made a decision to follow Christ a couple of weeks ago. Um, on the back of a 10-year journey, I won't bore you with all the details, but there was just an encounter with some congregational guys here that met them as a family, and loved on them, and prayed for them, and reconnected with them, what, a couple of months ago? A couple of months ago. And uh, they started to come along on Sunday. They began to experience the reality of who Jesus is. And Andrew made that decision, yeah, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. So we thank God for that. There's a, another lady last week did exactly the same. So we, I'm expecting another baptism service in the summer. And uh, at that one, uh, because it's England, uh, we'll do it in the sea. But you, you will see in a moment that because I am a man of great faith and power, I've asked Lenny and Andrea to be in the pool today and do the baptism. Because I'm a wise man. Hallelujah. So let's just stand up and just pray for these guys. And then the Connect team are going to help all of us to get outside. And we're going to baptize these guys and, and see the power of God upon them. Father, I want to thank you. Just come a bit closer. Father, just thank you for the decision that these two guys have made. And also that others have made in these last few weeks. We thank you that today you open up heaven. You speak your voice. You release your power. You seal your ownership upon their lives. And as we enter together outside into this baptism, Holy Spirit, use it. Jesus, be glorified in it. Not just for these guys, but we want to experience God in a fresh way. And I thank you that where two or three are met together, you are in the midst. So we thank you for fresh anointing upon our own lives. If there's anybody here that just isn't sure about where they stand before God, that they will take the next step to find out, to ask a question. 
And I thank you for the presence of God in this next time. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com. 